What is up, ladies and gentlemen? We are back again today with Get the Ball Rolling. Excited to talk to you guys uh, a little bit more about this weekend. Uh, a lot of things happening around uh, the world of college football and the XFL. Uh, we love the XFL here at Get the Ball Rolling. We'll definitely be talking a little bit about that. Uh, and we went 4-0. I think this is the first time I've ever went undefeated on a week with predictions. Now, I mean, normally we talk about college football uh, predictions, and I'm usually predicting at a score uh, or around 20, uh, you know, games at a time. So if I was to go 20 and 0, oh, by howdy, you guys would hear about that. But the XFL, four games, I should be able to predict that. The week before we went, uh, I believe we went 3-1. and one. This week we finally hit that elusive number. We're 4-0. That's what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get to it. Let's get this ball rolling and let's get talking. Alrighty, so what a wonderful weekend of football. I guess. Uh, I love the XFL. You guys know that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We don't want to dedicate our entire show. We'll probably just do uh, a little bit of that. And then we will also be uh, talking about uh, some of the, the, the interesting things going around college football. Uh, definitely talk a little bit about some of the, the combine standouts. Uh, a couple of, of guys really turning some heads. And then we're going to uh, break it down a little bit of what I, I've been thinking about with the NFL. And that's what we're going to start off with right now is the NFL. Now, you hear a lot of rumors uh, day in and day out. Now, I'm, this isn't really my area of expertise. This is just one of the things that I have been observing. So I sit there, I sit back, and I'm like, okay, let me listen to, uh, you know, so-and-so. And they're going to be talking about this with the NFL and you hear that the, the these backup names being thrown around right uh, Andy Dalton uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, is that going to get a new deal all of these things people are talking about uh, in regards to the NFL but you got to understand there's only 32 positions open in the NFL right quarterback positions and normally they only keep one backup if you're lucky, maybe three, but usually it's about uh, a one that's going to be a starter on the on the final, you know, 52-man roster or 54, whatever they do. And then they have maybe, you know, a scout team quarterback. And uh, we see this with, you know, P.J. Walker with the Houston Roughnecks. Uh, he was basically third string. He was behind Andrew Luck, uh, he, but he had the love for football and he wanted to play. And so he decided, you know what, I'm not going to be a scout teamer. I'm not going to be a third, screen, third string and hope, you know, Jacoby Brissett gets hurt or hope Andrew Luck, you know, randomly retires and I'm going to get my shot. No, I'm I'm going to take it into my own hands. I'm going to go down to the XFL. I'm going to show people what they can do. Now, I don't know if P.J. Walker would ever make it in the NFL. I'm not one to, 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 to tell you yes or no on that front. But you know what? It is amazing being able to watch him play at such a high level. Another thing that is really interesting with, uh, you know, with the combine and everything is the man they call Cardell Jones. And if you guys are, you know, fans of the show, you have listened to this uh, and me talk about this quite a bit where I said, don't be fooled. 
He's going to, you're going to see him light up the world. And on week one, people are saying MVP. People are saying, you know, he, defenders are going to be taking the title. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, I grew up in a Michigan household. I mean, no offense to the Ohio State fans, but I grew up in a Michigan household. And by, by nature of the beast, my dad hates Ohio State. So, Every once in a while, we turn on Ohio State football just because my dad wanted to, you know, yell at the TV or or uh, just, you know, hate Ohio. And, and, and I sat back and I watched. And by nature of that, I've been able to watch a lot of Big Ten football and uh, seen the matchup. And Carnell Jones uh, was a lot, and, and we can talk a little bit about this later, but he was a lot where he came in, starter was injured, comes in, makes this run, wins the natty. He's king of the world, right? As a freshman. And then I don't really remember what happened that second year. Actually, I do remember I was I was living in Puerto Rico, so I haven't I wasn't able to look up his stats. Uh, I was here in 2014, 2015. I was gone. Uh, but, you know, what happened to, to him? Where was his 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 fall off? Well, you know, he gets drafted by the Chargers, uh, doesn't end up making it because, you know, he's he's a extremely predictable quarterback but he then comes into the xfl people jump on it and i told you guys so watch out watch out because this guy is going to hit a wall eventually these defensive coordinators some of the smartest guys uh most energetic guys on a football team right Co coaching wise it's always the defensive guys they're all they're the hype guys and i said they're going to figure him out and, you know, first one, Seattle, despite having one of the better defenses in the league, Seattle couldn't slow him down. But it was a first, kind of first crack at it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't really uh, fault Seattle with that. Uh, and so we move on to week two. Uh, week two is the Guardians. Now, the Guardians kind of imploded that week. You know, Matt McGloin calling out his guys. I don't really think that was that was much uh, of anything, but he calls out his guys. They were able to win. It was also at home. And then I said, you know what? I'm not buying it. I'm taking the Wildcats. Week three. You know what? They I know they haven't won a game yet, but they're bound to win one. I want to throw a bone. I want to say Wildcats win. Oh, wait. 39-9. Well, let's pull up the stats on this particular player, and he says, and it says, he had a passer rating of 20.7, 103 yards, 50% passing, uh, yards per uh, play was four, uh, so, wow, man, well, that was anomaly, let's go, let's go, let's go again to this next week, well, the Vipers is basically the league's worst team, you know, he's, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna play well, He's gonna, he's gotta have a little bit. Yeah, you know, a lot of travel. Gets his leg had a bad game. Let's see what happens. Oh, oh, wait, thirty point nine passer rating, nine of twenty two, and uh, seventy two yards. Wow, so much better. So this is what I'm saying. Playing in the NFL is a privilege, and I'm not trying to bag on Cardell Jones. Uh, it was just one of the things that we were really right on this last week. But the NFL is a privilege. So as you guys uh, are, as we're sitting here in uh, you know beautiful St. George, Utah, and I, and I talk to you guys wherever you're listening and whenever you're listening, the combine is wonderful. But this is a guy that was able to play in the NFL, 
you know, yeah, it was a backup. I don't know if you actually ever saw minutes, but it is a privilege. There are 32 open spots, you know, plus, you know, times two, 64. You might get a little bit more. So there's maybe 100 quarterbacks, and uh, most people don't want to be uh, backup uh, dudes. So you're like, wow, this is this is really a, a privilege to play in the NFL, but it is also a privilege to play in the XFL. That's why I love the XFL, because we're giving a guy like Cardell Jones a second chance. Uh, now, he his tendencies haven't changed, but we're seeing a second chance. So, there are a lot of quarterbacks uh, being evaluated. There are a lot of uh, rumors and stuff going around. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, look at their stuff at the Combine when they get drafted or whatever. What I like to see, basically, is hard work, and I want to know if they're, they're a winner, and they were a winner because they were a winner, maybe not their team. I.e. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is a winner. The kid has the best attitude in the league. Uh, love everything he says. He just wasn't, a, wasn't surrounded by winners at Texas Tech. Uh, you know, even Lamar jo Jackson. Louisville was good when he was there. They, they were, you know, winning national championships. They were good. He was a winner. Not surrounded by winners. So that's what, I, that's what I'm looking for. So, so I know we talk a lot about these quarterbacks. We talk a lot about these players. Uh, but take it for what it's worth. I've kind of now, you know, uh, the combine's the culmination of get the ball rolling because, hey, these are the best of the best. And now some of these guys are going to be playing in the XFL. Some of these college guys I hope to see next year playing on XFL rosters. But, you know, Take it for what it's worth as they go up into the NFL. NFL is a privilege. The XFL is the second chance, right? So I, I kind of wanted to start off with that this morning uh, or today, where, where, whenever you're listening, it's a podcast. So obviously no time frame. But just, just think about that, right? Not everyone's going to make it. Uh, not everyone's going to, to, to hit the, to hit and be a superstar. Not everyone wins the Super Bowl. Uh, even if you meet, might be the one of the most successful guys or, or, or players out there uh, in college win national championships does not mean immediate success or any success in the NFL. Everything is, nothing is given. Everything is earned. So there we go. That, that was just kind of a little, uh, a little, thought that I had this morning. Now with the XFL, obviously, uh, we, we guess all four right. We're going to kind of uh, veer off of that, uh, look up the scores, be sure to check that out. And uh, we're going to do uh, we're going to do this next week's predictions and power rankings now, and then we will transition into a little bit of college. Uh, again, a couple of players that stood out to me in the combine. Uh, big news coming out of uh, North Dakota State we'll get to after the break. But right now, uh, we are I know we're just kind of glossing over this. Uh, there's definitely a market for the XFL, and I love the XFL. And uh, I'm working with a couple of people. Hopefully they can call on uh, and we can talk a little bit more XFL football, but uh, basically Get the Ball Rolling is dedicated to the college game. And because we are in the off season, uh, spring ball kind of starting to starting back up, uh, getting the first look back at you know uh, some of our players from the FCS and the FBS. I want to focus on that, even though I have a love for the XFL. We're going to give you a little bit of a segment, but we're going to be transitioning into the college. We'll be following the XFL, uh, however, throughout the entire. Uh, in the entirety of the league throughout the first season. Hopefully it makes it to the second season. Go Dragons, right? So uh, this next week. We have, it is week five, and uh, I, I drew up a little graph, and again, with the XFL, you don't want to get behind uh, 
the eight ball is what I call it, basically, in my mind. Uh, you don't want to lose at home and then not win one on the road. You're guaranteed five wins is how I see it. At home, you should win. That should be an automatic win. Should not matter who comes into your house, you should defend your turf. Now, some people uh, like L.A. and Seattle, they've lost a couple games at home right uh they weren't able to, or or yeah with in the case of LA yeah two games at home and uh so the dragons are are one game behind the eight ball because they lost to uh the renegades at home uh LA lost to the renegades at home as well so i guess they're both one uh anyway so new york despite not playing really well they're on track to hitting 5 and D.C., despite playing extremely well at home, they're on track to still have five games. Now, the Battle Hawks, they've been able to get a couple of uh, a road wins. Or Houston's been able to get a couple of road wins. Battle Hawks have one road win. And, and so you don't want to get behind the eight ball. Basically, halfway through the season, we're starting to see where these teams start to stack up, right? Tampa Bay has one loss at home, so they're one game behind the eight ball. You don't want to be in that situation. So here it is. Uh, this next week, we have the Dragons at the Roughnecks. We have the Guardians at the Renegades. We have the Battlehawks at the Defenders. And we have the Vipers at the Wildcats. Now, the Renegades might be the hardest team to predict because they cannot win at home, uh, and they're winning all the games on the road, i.e. L.A. and Seattle. Now, you know, you might say, well, Seattle and L.A. are, are, are towards the bottom of the league as far as power rankings go and, and uh, week-in, week-out performance, but you know what? They've won two road games, and they've lost two home games. Uh, granted, it was against the Battle Hawks and the, rough, and the, the Roughnecks, which are, the, I think, the two best teams in the league. However, you don't want to fall behind that eight ball as we go into week five. Week five, we're going to see, right? We're going to see a push to see who gets into this conference championship, if that's what they're calling that, and then the overall championship uh, a little bit later. So, I'm going to be taking the Roughnecks at home. Uh, I think the Dragons... I, I like what I saw last week with the Dragons. Uh, I don't think Silvers is the guy. I liked him in college. I just don't think, uh, yeah, he's the guy. I, I think he's he's good, not great. Uh, but I think BJ Daniels stepped in and he did what what the what uh, the 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 Dragons need him to do. Uh, the this last week, right? Uh, I think Silvers. There's a certain ceiling on him. I think we saw the ceiling. Seattle's defense is tremendous. We got to get that offense kind of simulated and going. Uh, gave the Battlehawks second half of the game was good. Uh, Jordan Taamu obviously played extremely well, but. Uh, give them some cred. So I'm going to be taking the Roughnecks, uh, despite I think Seattle's trending upwards. If they continue to play BJ Daniels, we'll see what uh, how that is going forward. But uh, Roughnecks look like the team to beat right now. Uh, Battle Hawks, I'd love to see the Roughnecks play at St. Louis uh, in the Dome. But uh, we'll see coming up. And then the game after, we have the Guardians at the Renegades. Uh, the Guardians kind of figured it out last week against L.A. Uh, they're not behind the eight ball. They're right even. They're on track to hitting five games. What they got to focus on is beating uh, D.C. They've already played D.C. on the road. Uh, so they got to beat D.C. at home. Uh, they got to make sure that they take care of the Vipers on the road. And they it wouldn't help if they stole a game against the Battlehawks. Now, I don't think it's going to happen. But we'll see what happens with D.C. And we'll see what happens with the Guardians. I think these teams are really even. Uh, but that being said, I think the Renegades get their first home win. Dallas fans rejoice. Uh, you got it this week. Now we have the Battle Hawks at the Defenders. 
And I believe that the Battlehawks are going to win. I know it's on the road. I understand that, uh, you know, I believe it's Pep Williams is is the, the head coach of the, the defenders. You know, he's a good coach, and people were saying, you know, he could be moving around. He could potentially be moving up into to college or moving up into the NFL. Uh, that's that's yet to be seen. I'm going to be taking the Battlehawks. I think Jordan Tamu is playing out of his mind. I love that Battlehawk defense. They play hard. They play fast. And they're a different team, quite frankly, in the Dome. I would not want to be playing that team at the Dome. Uh, if they can beat the, uh, the, the defenders on the road, they really— separated themselves which i think they already have but they'll even separate themselves more as the number one seed coming out of the east and uh you know hope that well we'll see who who ends up taking that elusive second spot because i think you know second third and fourth really is close with the battle hawks as the clear uh front favorite and then we finally we wrap up with the vipers at the wildcats now this will probably be the hardest uh game to predict of the week and because it's in L.A. and because Tampa has to fly across literally from coast to coast, I'm going to be taking the Wildcats. However, it's going to be close. And however, I think the Vipers are trending upwards while the defenders are trending downwards i have a good feeling about the vipers uh, i don't think they get this win but if they do they are on track and they could make a push to the guardians and they could make a push to the defenders to see to get that that elusive second spot that's what i think uh i think that the renegades and the roughnecks have kind of their one and two uh right now in the west and i think that's kind of locked up I think Seattle could make a push. I think LA's a little on the outside, but the, the the three in the East, those guys could legit make a push. We could see it. Uh, interesting to 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 see what will be happening going forward with the XFL. So those are our XFL uh, predictions uh, for week number five. Again, five weeks through, we're doing good. People are talking a little bit about the viewership. Of course, viewership's going down, but attendance is going up. Uh, I it's being competitive. It's it's more watched than college basketball. Uh, it's more watched than some NBA games uh, during those time slots. Why not? I want to watch it. It's football. Uh, I I want more. I need more. Uh, I would love to see this league, uh, maybe not so much in the spring, but more in the summer, when I desperately want football. But everyone's got to have kind of your downtime. You don't want to be going out. And, you know, baseball struggles during the dog days of summer. I don't know what football would do, but I love this idea. And we got to continue to sponsor this. And we got to, you know, shoppers and stuff. You always want to go see to the grand opening to see what's new, uh, to see what's inside. Well, let's come back for it. Uh, I understand that it's hard. Uh, people don't understand uh, outside of the sports world and in, in, in the business world. They're like, well, you know, viewership's going down. Uh, it's never worked. XFL 1.0 didn't work. American Alliance of Football, AAF didn't work. Uh, the, the, the Arena Football League didn't really work. Well, what's different now here is we have a pretty good product, and I'd say it's the best product that has been ever put together. Uh, I think that some of these guys need to jump off the practice squads, and they need to jump into the XFL. Uh, obviously, pay and stuff like that, they're going to be working. Oliver Luck is, an, is a great guy, and so is Vince McMahon. They're going to figure it out, but let's continue to support this because I don't want this taken away. I, I don't want to be having to watch. I mean, I know it sounds bad, and I'm a huge jazz fan, but I'd rather watch football than watch basketball. 
So don't make me watch basketball. I, I, I love sports and I and I support my jazz and stuff. But on you know Saturday afternoon, I don't want to be watching the Sixers take on the Suns. I'm sorry, that's not my cup of tea. I want to be watching football, even if it is the XFL, and even if I had to watch the Wildcats take on the Vipers, I will. So continue to support. All right, we're going to be taking a break, a step aside right now. Uh, we'll bring you on back, talking a little bit about college football and some of the standouts at the Combine. So stick with us after the break. bringing it back Woo! such a sweet intro man i love that new music we got going on all righty so let's break it down uh talking a little bit more about college football right and i want to uh, talk to you guys about what we are going to expect in the 2020 season now number one uh we're starting to get back if you follow anybody on twitter uh first off follow us on twitter at get rolling 19 if you would like uh wonderful uh content we got there uh we're we're, we're working our butts off trying to provide you guys the, the best kind of stuff uh look for new episodes and stuff like that uh also facebook instagram as well and you can also find us on uh, uh if you want to send us an email uh write us in let us know what we're doing what if you want to hear something more if you want to hear something more obviously we would uh love to uh bring that on make that a possibility and then also we would love uh you guys to come on the radio show seriously if you guys want to be a part of this uh we have the equipment to do it uh, i know i've been saying it we've been setting a couple things up uh it's been crazy hectic uh, obviously i'm working a couple jobs and uh, doing this and uh track uh, i'm still running and stuff like that so we've got a lot of things in the works trying to, but trying to provide you guys the best uh experience possible with college football obviously working with some coaches now that spring ball's getting uh going excited to get back into that so i want to i want to touch on this um the 2020 season is going to be very interesting on a number of levels. Number one, uh, in the FCS, obviously, we love the FCS here at Get the Ball Rolling. Uh, I feel like we're really good at, you know, covering the FCS and stuff. Uh, we've got a couple people moving up into the FCS. We have Dixie State, uh, in which I am a student at. Go Blazers, right? Go Trailblazers. Uh, love it. Down here in beautiful St. George. Moving up, up to FCS. Excited for the opportunity that we have uh, to play, you know, Weber State. Uh, SUU, hopefully we can establish a little bit of a, of a rivalry there. I think it should be called like the Red Rocks rivalry or or something cool like that. I mean, let, let's give the rivalry a name. Uh, I know that we're now part of, uh, you know, Division One athletics. Uh, so let's do it. Let's give it a name. I'm gonna I'm gonna deem it the Red Rock rivalry. Uh, anyway, but that's just us. Uh, we're gonna. I believe that Dixie goes up to SUU, so it will be the first of many battles that we have there. You know, playing Weaver State uh, and 
Really excited to see where Dixie State will go. Now they're going to be an FCS independent. And then along with that, uh, part of the FCS independence is Tarleton State uh, out there, the Texans. Uh, big shout out to them. So we're excited to bring them on uh, and talk about them more. They were like, you know, top 10, I believe top five in Division Two. Uh, they were undefeated for quite a while uh, in the season last year. Decided to make a step up uh, into the FCS Independent. Uh, Dixie actually plays Tarleton, so uh, going to be fun. Uh, battle of the newcomers down there. Uh, now, you know, we covered North Dakota, and uh, they were part of the FCS Independent. They are now transitioning into the Missouri Valley Conference, uh, so they're not going to be uh, a part of the Independent anymore, so we're going to be focusing on on uh, Dixie and Tarleton with the Independent Conference, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, I believe the other sports, uh, all other sports, uh, I know with Dixie is going to be in the WAC. I believe that is the same with uh, with Tarleton State as well. So excited, number one. Number two, I also want to give a big shout out to Dante Olson. Now, what have I said about this guy? We brought Montana on our show, right? We had uh, Mr. Eric Tabor. Uh, big shout out to him. Thank you for coming on the show. Hopefully we can bring him back. He said he is the hardest working, most athletic linebacker he's ever seen. Maybe football player ever. He is a leader. Now, I was like, okay. You know, everyone's going to be a fanboy. Everyone's going to say that about their guy. Everybody has a guy that's just, you know, next, you know, worldly. This is not part of, of, of where everyone else is playing at. And, you know, I heard a lot of people talk about, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Wonderful. Every single person. And then I was like, okay. And I wrote, wrote these guys down. And, and, and when Eric said, look for Dante Olsen this season, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to look for him. And I was able to watch a lot of Montana football games. And... Uh, I was able to follow them uh, very, very closely. I think even had the opportunity to go up to Ogden, Utah in the snow. Believe me, it was a snowy and a wet FCS uh, quarterfinal game. One of the funnest experiences I've ever been to. I mean, right up there with NASCAR. I mean, that's what I'm talking about right now. FCS playoffs is a different level. It is, it is a lot of fun. So next year, if you had an FCS team around you, go to the playoffs. It's a lot of fun. But anyway, the... The intensity is just there. But he was, watching him live was incredible. Not only was he great, the, the other linebacker was was really good next to him. But at the combine, he started to shine. He he was setting some records out there. Big shout out to him. Uh, I, I am excited to see if this kid can make it uh, in the NFL. I think he will. I think he's got the work ethic to do it. Uh, so watch for him. Uh, I don't know where if, if if he'll get drafted, where he'll end up falling. We'll definitely be covering him on this show just because uh, of a little of the insights. Obviously, uh, a good relationship there with Mo University of Montana. Uh, but we we really want to see where he'll progress. I'm you know elated to see that uh, i'm excited to see what will what will come of it so watch for him had a big time stand out and then uh we got a couple of things uh mainly because we live in utah i got i, I want to break into this uh with utah and byu both are going to kind of go potentially through quarterback changes now uh there is a rumor that well not so much a rumor we'll see if shelly will be able to win uh the battle uh between him and the grad transfer from South Carolina 
I'm excited to see what Utah has up their sleeves there. Uh, I love the University of Utah. You guys know that. Uh, uh, I want to see how they'll replace, you know, Zach Moss, uh, how they'll replace some of their corners on the edges uh, with the University of Utah. They, they, I believe yesterday was their first spring practice. So uh, I'll definitely be watching it. They had a couple players that were suspended for violating team rules. Uh, obviously, we'll keep our ear uh, to the ground on that one. Uh, hopefully, we can get a couple people from the University of Utah here uh, as we work. We're, we're definitely uh, figuring out how to do, uh, you know, create those relationships. I've been in contact with a couple of them there. Uh, interesting to see what they'll do at quarterback as well. Uh, obviously with Tyler Huntley moving on, uh, we'll see where he lands as well if he continues his football career or, you know, could end up in the XFL. He could end up uh, not playing football at all, but uh, had a great college college season. Sad to see those guys go out on a loss against Texas. That was, that was devastating for me. And I think for uh, most University of Utah fans. But, hey, what do you do when you have an expectation of national championship? The Alamo Bowl just doesn't do it for you, right? Uh, and then uh, BYU. And there's going to be a thousand articles about, you know, the quarterback situation and stuff like that. I'm looking at the schedule. BYU has a ridiculous schedule this next year. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of 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 the why i'm definitely going to do a little bit more of my due diligence they got to figure out their quarterback i don't know if uh, wilson is the guy to, to, to take over uh byu fans always want you know their expectations for the quarterback is out of this world uh big shout out to my friend zach he told me he said hey you nailed it on the head we all deemed this kid that he's gonna be the heisman after you know we beat wow western michigan in the famous idaho potato bowl we were gonna be world meters and what happened this year it was kind of atrocious uh they, they it was a revolving door now they did get to bowl game congratulations byu i had you at six and six so you got to bowl game i had at least that much faith in you but it, it's it's a little frustrating uh being i mean not only being a, uh, a university of utah fan but following byu having my friends my family follow byu and knowing that their hopes are going to be up. They're going to think that whomever is named the starter is going to be the next, uh, uh, you know, Steve Young. It's not going to happen. They're going to fall back to six and six, seven and five, and the cycle continues. Uh, I'm really excited, though. I think that uh, this this BYU team this next year, I think, will be a little bit more talented than than last year. Uh, they had a tremendous offensive line last year. I think they'll they'll probably take a step back there. Have a really good tight end that's coming back. I'm excited to watch him and uh, his his growth and development. I don't hate BYU. I don't like them when they play Utah, but I want to be cheering for them the rest of the way because there is Utah. You got to have a little bit of Utah pride if you're from Utah. But uh, don't be fooled by this. Definitely going to be keeping our eye uh, on that as well. And then. Finally, I want to finish off with this. And uh, are we going to see a Lawrence and Fields part two? And by golly, I hope we do. I want to see it. I think that uh, Fields is good. I don't think he'll beat uh, Lawrence. Did I say that? Did I say Justin Fields? Yeah, Justin Fields from Ohio State. I'm sorry. Uh, him and Trevor Lawrence battling out. I want to see it. Uh, Ryan Day just inked a new contract for, I believe it's three years. Don't be fooled by this. I, I think this next year, there's going to be one, 
maybe two games where Ohio State is going to vastly underachieve. I don't know if they're uh, national championship contenders. Uh, they're going to lose a lot on the defensive side. I don't know if Ryan Day is as good a recruiter as uh, Urban Meyer. These were all Meyer's kids. Uh, but I mean, Fields transferred. But these were all of his kids. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But I think there's going to be one, maybe two games where Ohio State's going to underachieve. I don't know if we're going to see a Fields-Lawrence part two. I really hope we do. It was entertaining the first time. I think Clemson uh, has separated themselves as the favorites once again. If you have Trevor Lawrence on your team, you deserve to be uh, the national favorites. LSU is going to take a major step back. Uh, but look for Auburn, I think, coming out of the, the SEC West. SEC West is going to be be a riot with, uh, you know, Link Kiffin and Mike Leach joining that uh, party over there uh, with a couple people, you know, new Arkansas coach. And uh, we'll see what happens. Excited to watch. SEC West is going to be very, very in intriguing. Uh but again, these are the things that I'm excited for. We'll be covering it for you guys right here. Listen to these storylines as we go forward. Again, big shout out to Dante Olson. We'll follow him, but look for these storylines as we transition through spring and in, into the summer. Obviously, you know, players get summer off, so uh, we'll be trying to pull coaches on, uh, interviewing them about, you know, who, who we think is, you know, the next guy who's, who's going to be doing the best thing. Uh, and then our predictions, obviously, we'll be doing that. So watch for that. All right. So this has been Get the Ball Rolling for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, we're trying to provide the best uh, we can for you guys uh, here at Get the Ball Rolling. So uh, be sure to follow us. Again, Twitter at GetRolling19. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Don't be afraid to give us a shout out if you want to be on the show. We're more than happy to give you guys some airtime as well. We're trying to increase that fan engagement. Alrighty, so this has been it. We're going to sign off. Look for our predictions uh, and and we'll be releasing our power rankings on our social media uh, sites. So be sure to listen to that. All right. I'm out of here. Have a wonderful week. And let's keep this ball rolling.